Welcome to HQAF Radio. I'm Alana. And I'm Francis. And this is a show about two best friends. Welcome back, everyone, to another great episode of HQAF Radio. HQAF Radio. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Alana. And I'm your other co-host, Francis. I mean, we already said this in our intro song. But... I know, but isn't it great to be reminded? <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be talking about a, a topic I don't think we've actually talked about really on the show. We yeah. touched on it a little bit, I think, in one episode, but... We haven't really dived into our musical taste. Yeah. I mean, for me, I feel like musical taste, like, I don't know how to describe it. You have it, and it's part of you, and and you almost never think about it. Like, I know you probably have your own movie preferences, like Ice Age or whatever, but... <laughs> Like it's just you who, don't even mention you have Dark Side of Dimensions? Got it. Okay. That's just like one movie. It's not a movie preference. That's true. You have a preference to the Ice Age series. <laughs> that, that is 100% true. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I know you're into horror, but you know, you know sometimes yeah. you don't talk about the specifics of the horror genre. Yeah. Unless you're really into it. You know, like that's Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I almost feel like too... Which uh, I think we'll get into a little bit later on in the episode. But I feel like music... I don't know if it's because the era that I was in high school in. um, Or if it was just my age, like being a teenager. Yeah. Um, But music, I felt like, defined who you were a little bit more. It was like... A status, not I guess, or a status symbol of like who was in the know and who wasn't of good music. Yeah, I kind was of, that the same I, for your experience? I, I, I kind of feel that though. Um, I was always far removed from the social trends of like high school, but I do remember, like that just brings me back to like a memory I, I had of like this. There's like this one CD being passed around in high school, and nobody wanted to keep it. It was um. What was it? Yeah, I forget. It was. Spider-Man has had so many reboots. It was a Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man soundtrack? Soundtrack. And I, the, I, forgot the, I forget the defining feature, or the defining song of that album, but people were passing it around because they didn't want to, like, hold on to it. And I was oh. like, well, I'll take it. Like, whatever, I'll listen yeah. to music. And, yeah, it just reminded me, like, people didn't, like, were passing around, like, it was, like, a hot potato and nobody wanted to have yeah. it. But, like, why? You know, right. music is music. You know, exactly. Yeah. And it was all about... Um, you know, and I don't know if it was like this for you, but for me it was like, you know, we all walked around with our, or we would be on the bus with our CD players, and it was all about what was in your CD player, because, like, that defined whether you were cool or not. Um, so, I guess that being said, how did you, like, how one, how would you describe your musical taste, and then two, how did you get into your musical taste, I guess? Um... So I think I would describe it as very, uh, I wouldn't say wide ranging because I, I I think I'm I'm very specific, but I like it as a genre as a whole genre like alternative rock, and you know I've dabbled in you know like uh, more electronic, a little bit more grunge, a little um, some some hip hop, um, but yeah. like generally speaking, just in in the alternative rock kind of range. Um, my first real um, foray into music, I, and I, I, like, I remember this very vividly because it was, 
something that we played on repeat a lot and not on purpose. So oh, okay. <laughs> so Love one that. of one of our first moves um, is a ch- one of my first moves as a child was from um, Washington State to Missouri, and we took the long way around because I have um, ca- um, relatives in uh, California. So we went from Washington State south to California down to LA, and then oh, wow. through the Midwest to get to Missouri. Yeah, and we had one CD in the car. Like we so it was, oh no, it Francis. was like it was like deciding to play between the radio, which you know, like you're driving changes. Multi- yeah. yeah, my news changed. Or you play this one CD, and <laughs> the CD was the Here on Earth soundtrack. What is the <laughs> Here on Earth soundtrack? What does that mean? I so don't even understand. Here on Earth, um, it, it's almost like. How do I describe the movie? It's like the modern take on, I think, Othello. Maybe not. Well, oh, Othello is like Oh, black. my God. White. It was an all-white cast. Okay. Um, but it was so like... So it was, was a, a movie lo- soundtrack? Yeah. There was, a, okay. there was a love triangle in there. And the first song on the CD was um, a Jessica Simpson and a Nick Lachey oh, collaboration. Oh, my God. Yes. And I remember this, one of the other songs that we had listened to. It was a, it was a really, like stupid song and I remember like revisiting it later after like after I thought about it yeah. some years ago um it was like TikTok and the song was like I'm running out of TikToks <laughs> running out of TikToks and like I listened to it again I was like fuck this is so dumb like we, yeah but like that was my first interest in music and yeah. we like listened that to that CD to death from Washington State all the way to Missouri. That doesn't and even sound like a good CD. <laughs> like, you couldn't even get it, it now. That's what I call music on your fucking way to Missouri? Like, no, my parents were too cheap to buy, buy CDs. Well, how did you acquire well, this one? Well, that's why I was... I don't know. It just, like, happened upon your... Someone left it <laughs> so, there because they somebody, didn't want it? Somebody on the bus gave it to me. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I was like, I took the Spider-Man CD because it's was like, well, I, <laughs> I don't really get CDs, so... Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And but like I remember after that road trip being like 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 I could listen to three or four songs on this. I mean, one of them was the Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson soundtrack. The other yeah. one was like TikTok. <laughs> there were some classics in there. Is what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, but some I can't listen to it. Times. Like I've listened to it through now in adulthood. And I'm like God, this is like I I think it was because I. Listen to it like at least ten or twelve times in a row. Yeah, that it was starting to grow on me. But right. Otherwise, it was just garbage. What was the first CD you ever got, or was it that Spider-Man movie? Like, what was the first CD you bought? Right. Like people. So our parents' generation, they remember the very first record they ever bought. Like, what was the first CD? And I remember the, the first CD I bought. The first CD. I don't, and I don't think I bought this. This was a gift, yeah. actually. Oh, okay. The first CD that I had ever um, received really had. Yeah. Um, was the Smashing Pumpkins, um, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Wow, that is a Francis Tan yes. band. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're actually my first band, my first, I would say, adult um, appreciation of music. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like a friend had introduced it to me, had introduced me to the band, and I was opened up to... Something that wasn't pop, you know, like it was, yeah. you know, Smashing Pumpkins. I mean, as popular as they were, they were not on, like, the top hits. At the t- like, when I was in high school, yeah. this was something that was a little bit more, I, I don't want to say classic, but just j- just right before I was starting to get into music, like, something that I wouldn't 
would have been just inaccessible to me at the time. Right. Um, and it was it was great. Like I I enjoyed a lot of the the songs, and you know, like she and I appreciated the music. And, yeah. Um, you know, like I that's where I really started to listen to lyrics. That's where I started to really appreciate music videos because they had really. Mm. Um, um, if you look at, uh, I can't even think of the song right now, but if you look at some of the music videos that Smashing Pumpkins, they had a lot of different styles. Yeah. And they had a lot of different, um, you know, and they had a lot of different art directions with each video. So it was really cool to kind of watch and see and interpret what that meant. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that about me? Um, I knew you liked the Smashing Pumpkins. I didn't know it was the first, like, CD you really, like, had and had been given. And the first band you were really into, it sounds like, too. Yeah, and it's it's interesting how, uh, I would say, even, like, you know, when you grow older, your musical taste change, but even your bands that you like change. Yeah. Because I will, there will always be a special place in my heart for Smashing Pumpkins, but if you look at them now, and if you look at Billy Corgan and his, um eccentricities you know i i can't get it i can't get behind him like he's he actually dated jessica simpson for a little bit (gasps) oh my god it all comes full circle (laughs) holy shit dude (gasps) he he even um voted for trump he was a trump supporter stop yeah oh francis i'm so sorry i i I apologize (laughs) for him and i don't even know him yeah yeah um How, how about you what was your first foray into music um, so I had a wide range of music that I liked, um, and I would say that it was also a, a good friend of mine that introduced me to music, and we kind of went through the musical stages together. She was my first, uh, best friend, and so I was like, oh man, like, so we discovered everything about music together. Yeah. There was also my parents. I mean, my parents, like, liked the music, their music, and they would play it, and that was fine, but I think there's something different about having your parents introduce you to music or them listening, you being subjected to their music and you kind of discovering your own musical path. And I yeah. think you would agree. Yeah. So she really introduced me. So we went through all the phases together. Although I would say that, I don't know. So my musical taste, uh, I guess currently is random. Um, <laughs> and, but, and it was sort of random before this friend, like I was just into whatever was well, I wouldn't say whatever was popular. Like, I was probably the only girl that didn't listen to Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. My uh, preference of boy bands was Smash Mouth <laughs> or Eiffel 65. Which I don't even think you or... could consider them. <laughs> exactly. Like, they were way too old and not, like, cute enough to be. But I like their music. Like, I was really into Smash Mouth. I mean, of course, All Star was the song that introduced me, and that was really big. But I bought all their albums. Yeah. And, like, I was into it. And, um, and so I just liked a lot of random music and then this friend and I started going through phases. So we went through a Celine Dion phase, who is an incredible singer, but I'm just... And her French Canadian, um, did you get back, go back to her French Canadian roots? No, why? Girl, then you're not a Celine Dion. No, I'm, I'm telling you, it's a total phase. I was a complete poser. She had, you know, before she started singing in English, she was singing in French, um, in French. Oh yeah, Yeah. she's Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, no, I knew that. Yeah. No, but, but like, were you listening to her song? No, I wasn't. No, yeah. So I, I went through a Celine Dion phase, and um, I so w- I got into Blink-182, and that was my favorite band, and still is my favorite band, and it's like one of, well, I guess it's, I don't really have a fa- favorite band anymore, but it's sort of one of those things where like Blink-182 holds a special place in my heart, um, and that got me really into like, 
pop punk and punk rock. Like, I was dedicated to that whole... That's where I discovered, like, through Blink-182, all these other artists. That was, like, it for me in high school. Got really into that. Um, And so, yeah, I have a a really interesting story that uh, is sort of too long for this segment. But I'll tell it later about how I got into Blink-182 literally the year that they broke up. (laughs) And it was, like, really tragic. But, um, yeah, I kind of went through this whole, like, uh, pop-punk, punk-rock phase, and I kind of never left it. I mean, after kind of exiting that phase, I just, like, didn't have... I went to college, and I just didn't have time for music. I didn't feel the same way about it. And, um... But, I mean, not that I hate music. It's just that, like, I just don't have a very dedicated one specific genre type of deal. Like, now I just like music that I like. And it's yeah. definitely more dance-oriented, like, because I like to dance now. Yeah. And so, yeah. No, interesting. So do you, do you feel do you feel like you've evolved in your musical tastes? I'd say so, yeah, because yeah. I was very dedicated to only listening to that and would uh, definitely... I could, I could definitely see that being you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was for sure me, but yeah, it's I guess like I... being super dedicated to Mokuba. You're super dedicated to yeah, yeah. Literally have a picture of him on my wall <laughs> well, in my kitchen. To, so to this day, to yeah. this day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bling Way Two will always hold a special place in my heart. Okay, I decided I'm not going to keep you guys waiting. I'm going to tell you about my Blink One Eighty Two story. It's quite an incredible story and a little bit timely. I actually wanted to record this episode because. Blink-182 just came out with a new album on Friday. Oh. And I know. It's a little bit interesting because their other lead singer, Tom DeLonge, has since left the band or got kicked out. Depending on who you talk to, it's a whole dramatic thing. (laughs) But, um, and they made a new album with, I, I think his name is Matt or something, the new guy who replaced Tom and their latest album, so previous to the one that just came out, was utter garbage shit. Like, the sound... No, was this after Tom left the band? Yes. Okay, yeah, Turns yeah. out, Tom was the only one that knew how to write lyrics. <laughs> like, the sound was very much, like, throwback to Blink, and that's cool, but when your lyrics fucking suck, it's just not cool. Yeah. When you say... When you rhyme black shirt, black skirt, and you say that's a chorus, I'm just gonna, like, die a little inside. Um, also when you write a song called about being kings of the weekend and like can't wait for the weekend and you're in your 50s, I'm just like, and you've never worked a day in your life. Is that how old they are? Uh, they're at least in their 40s. They started the band in the 90s and they were like, uh, 20s. So what does that make them? What, how long? Yeah, I guess it's almost been 30 years. Yeah. That's crazy. So like, that's crazy. To and me right and you've now. never worked a nine to five job. Like, stop trying to pander to kids that don't listen to you, <laughs> you anymore. You I don't, don't know. know that. You know, between when Tom uh, when they broke up and now they they had a nine to five job. They could have like worked somewhere. <laughs> uh, no, they make a lot of money. Um, but yeah, my my story of Blake May Two was introduced. So I got into them literally the year that they broke up, and I remember um, they actually just released an album that was very popular. Their two thousand four untitled album which classic hits like I Miss You and um shit there are other ones on that album <laughs> just <laughs> like, I Miss You I Miss uh, You I Miss You <laughs> you know that song <laughs> yeah it's like the it's the one the mu- I remember the music video because it's super depressing yeah, yeah it's got, like, there's the another hit on there yeah yeah so literally that following year they broke up yeah and so um I get into this album they break up I'm like oh shit and I was I just started high school so I'm like well I like this band. Like, I just declared them my favorite band when I found that they broke up. 
But I decided, oh, well, they've been around since the 90s. I'll just start rediscovering their music. And, like, they have all these albums that I can absorb and use. Yeah. And it was great. Like, I love discovering all their music. I listened to them throughout high school. And music, to me, at that time in high school... Like, I think, you know, initially I... um, just listen to music as anyone does just because like you enjoy it and it's fun and it's a cool way to experience the world but in high school in particular it was a really good way for me to like process my emotions yeah like almost it almost felt like um I couldn't I don't know high school's a weird confusing time you can't always verbalize how you're feeling or what you're going through or how other people make you feel like I had my first relationship in high school like that's a really confusing thing yeah Blink-182 talks a lot about things like that I remember at one point I was having a very uh, my ex-boyfriend and I had broken up but we were doing that thing where we like we were dating but we weren't dating and it was very confusing and like we didn't want he didn't want to be dating me but I was still in love with him it was the whole thing (laughs) I know so dramatic so high school but literally I remember I was crying about the situation because I was so confused and I was listening to Blink-22 because like I said helps me process my emotions and as I thought about my situation like a certain aspect of my situation just kind of putting into view Blink-22, like, the lyrics of the song literally lined up with my thoughts. And that was an incredible moment. I was like, holy shit. The angels from my No, it was, um... (laughs) Shadow in the... No, it was Waggy. It was from an older album. I remember that. And I still listen to that song and remember that exact moment in high school. But that was the moment where I was like, holy shit, Blink is, like, on a whole other level. I looked into a lot of bands in high school, but they really just... Captured me in a certain way. And, um... Yeah, it was just really important for me. Like, when I got into college, it was more about... I wanted to listen to songs that made me want to dance and, like, were good to dance to. But in high school, I really needed music to help me verbalize and understand my emotions. Because I didn't understand them. I was going through a lot of weird, sad times. I don't know. Yeah, I I get that. Yeah. I remember, like, my first bands that I was into, like, coming off of Smashing Pumpkins was a lot of hard rock. It was like oh, system, really? system of the Down, oh, System of the Down, Disturbed. Oh my Straight. God, Francis! A lot of just like Ooh, kind you're of hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Like and you, I pro- you probably would not have ever. No, been. never. I went to life. their concerts and like, walked <gasps> out to them. Like, Whoa! Yeah, yeah. I and I think it, like for me, it also kind of coincided with a time in my life where I was angry and rebellious. Like I was very oh, really? rebellious. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that just spoke to me more. That just, yeah. like, really spoke to where I was at the time. Yeah. I feel like nowadays I'm, like, I, I will appreciate it. I can, like, listen to those particular songs, like, the, those particular bands and yeah. appreciate the sound, but I don't know that I could ever get myself, you know, like, I don't know that they speak to me now as a person. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, like, it's interesting because you said that, you, you know, like, Blink's coming back with and they have a new album. Yeah. I've noticed that um, recently, too, with a lot of the other bands I've been into. Like, I've been going to concerts this year. Yeah. And so one of the last concerts I've been to, Third Eye Blind. <gasps> Whoa! Did, oh, my uh, God! Yeah, yeah. You might remember them from such hits as... Um, Semi-Charmed uh, Kind of Life. Semi-Charmed Life. And, Semi-Charmed Life, yeah. Um, Jumper. Jumper. Yeah, mm-hmm. things like that. Um and it, it like and I've seen this with other bands too like Smashing Companies you know they'll come back after so many years and people have like this nostalgia feeling yeah 
I don't want to listen to their new music. Like, I yeah. m- maybe tried listening to some of their mu- music and not, I'm just not into it. Yeah. Like, so, uh, th- either they haven't evolved well, like, they haven't grown to kind of match the times, or it's just, like, the music isn't that good, and I'm not into whatever they were, like, whatever style they are trying to kind of allude back to when they were back, uh, when they're back w- when they were popular. Yeah. You know, like, it's just not something that I identify with anymore. I'm almost there exclusively for nostalgia. Right. Yeah. 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 I think that's what Blink is 100% doing, because their last two albums have been very much, like, nostalgic to what they were. Because everyone, um, like, the very last album before they broke up, and then even the very first album they did right after they got together was super different from what they had done. It was more experimental. It was just, like, spacey and different, and that's just kind of, like, where they were. Um... And, um, or their, the, the album right before they broke up was just, like, depressing and strange, and, like, they were more known for, um, silly shit and just strange, or, like, relationship, I don't know, like, very pop-punk and of the times, and they just got weird, and then when they got back together, it was just, like, very strange and experimental, and these last two albums, um, were the same feel, but the lyrics kind of sucked and just were, like, pandering, but you gotta think that the kids today aren't listening to Blink-182. Like, they need to pander to the people who grew up with them. But you know, so what's interesting... Yeah, what do you think? Um, was, uh, Third Eye Blind in particular. So when I went to this concert, I was expecting to see people my age. Like, middle 30s, a little bit late, or older 30s, wow. like early 40s. Yeah. A lot of young kids. And no way! By young, maybe like me, early twenties, but like it was Still. a good mix. Yeah, and we were talking about that. It's like I think because we have Spotify now, we have music streaming, where you can easily not only discover new music, you have like this entire database at your True. hand. True. You, you can be recommended music. Yeah. Um, that you might like, and you might stumble across Third Eye Blind, and you don't have to go buy your own CDs or listen to the radio yeah. to know what your musical tastes are. Like, you're now exposed to so much. Yeah. Um, the last concert I went to, Tudor Cinema Club, um, I I remember, like, li- really liking them, like, in my early 20s. And so when I came to their concert, I did not expect to see so many college kids be into them. Wow. Yeah. It Well, it was super annoying because some of them, I think, came straight from class. With their backpacks on, jumping around, and I'm like, <laughs> "You're dropping your out. books, kids. Get out! <laughs> yeah, seriously. Your backpack is running into me right now, and I'm gonna yeah. push you over if you run into me again. Right? Like, I'm so done. Yeah. Yeah. It just it feels like um, for all the bands that I've grown up with, a lot of the younger generation is also really coming to like and appreciate it, which I I, I don't hate, but also like it just it makes me feel kind of old, like. Like, I, I want to yeah. enjoy my nostalgia without these young people also enjoying it, like, with me. Like, For sure. Because they feel like they don't understand, man. I mean, it was... <laughs> it's different. It's like, um, I found out, my coworker told me that um, Linkin Park, Weezer, and Blink-182 are doing a concert together Stop. next year in D.C. They're all, like, three different bands. They are? All three of them? All three of them. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, tickets went on sale, I think, last week. And I'm like, wow, that... Me 10 years ago would have been excited, but me now is like, I don't know. I, where, I think they kind of missed the mark. Like, where, where are they playing? In D.C. I know, but like, 
aware. I have no idea. Maybe I never looked into it because I was like, Blink One Eighty Two sucks, and they're sort of the only. Like I like yeah. Weezer, and I I never I, really got super into Linkin Park. But I I remember getting into both all three bands, but yeah, like I never would have pictured them having a concert together, and then I also never would have. Um, I guess, like, never have gone. <laughs> yeah. Money is an incredible thing. Yeah. This brings me to my next question. What was... Do you remember the first concert? Well, of course you do. Uh, when... What, who was the first band you saw in concert? Um, Dave Matthews Band. What year? Uh, and how old were you? Or or just how old were you? Unless... Actually, we don't care about our age. Yeah. What year and how old are you? 2005. Summer of my... Uh, when I graduated from high school. Oh my god. Yeah, that was my first concert. Wow. Yeah. Dude, I went to my first concert in 2005 too. It, it, I wasn't even really into Dave Matthews' band, but you know, like, the, the they, they were a Charlottesville hit, like, and yeah. you know, we live so close to Charlottesville, like, people are just into them. Yeah. That was the only reason why I kind of went. Yeah. <laughs> they had their one song called, uh, I think it was like Crash or something, and that's that was like the big popular one at the Yeah. Time. Um, was it good? Did you enjoy it? Or was it okay? It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I saw in 2005, holy shit, my dad is like the real MVP for this. I saw Green Day, and that was wow. right after they dropped their American Idiot. Like, I, yeah. that was the start of their American Idiot summer tour. Yeah. And that was a height of that. Yeah. And I remember, um, I was, uh, I just graduated from middle school. <laughs> What? Yeah. And your dad took you? My and dad he, like, took stayed? me. Yeah. Jeez. Which is incredible. Yeah. But they put on a really great show. And I remember thinking, I was like, wow, I'm 14 years old and I'm not even old enough to know. Like, I appreciated it, but I felt like, oh my God, this is like so, like, I feel like I'm too young to even know how incredible this is. Was your dad was so... also into Green Day? Um. Like, did I he appreciate their music or did he just go as a gift to you? I think he went as a gift to me, but they put on a really good show. Like, and I, I don't know how they are now because he's like, uh, they're all way older and 16. clean. Like he went through rehab and all a bunch oh, of crazy shit. shit. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't remember him losing it at iHeartRadio? Like him throwing yeah. his guitar and being like, "Why the fuck are you kicking me off stage?" Like he thought the teleprompter was telling him to get off the stage. It wasn't. And he has a whole public meltdown. Yeah, he went to rehab no, for I that. Did not know that. Yeah, he was on a lot of drugs. But anyway, um, they put on an incredible show, and I actually bought their. They did like, um. It wasn't really a movie. It was like they did talking at interviews and then they show their concert and they put on really good concerts. I don't know if that's still the case, but they're very high energy. They're very fun. Like yeah. they're, they're the people you want to see in concert. Like they really are interactive. It's amazing. And yeah, it was an incredible time. I was 14 years old and I was like, holy shit. And um, I still feel like really cool that I got to see them at the height of that because that was an incredible time to yeah. be alive. Well, and especially like Green Day come out. When you go to a concert and everybody's just as enthused as you are. Yeah. Yeah, because that energy just permeates through the room. I know. Yeah. Oh, it was really, really incredible. Yeah. What a time. Do you feel like there's anybody else that's given you musical influence? You know, other than your your friend from when you first, like, discovered music, is there anybody else that's influenced your music tastes? Um, Lauren introduced me to K-pop. <laughs> I mean, that's, that that's was, a big one, yeah. Yeah, that was a happening time. I remember when um, Gangnam Style got really big here. I got super excited because I thought that meant that 
people would get into K-pop or discover K-pop and they'd start playing. I mean, they were playing Gundam Style on the radio. And yeah. For me, as a K-pop fan, I was like, oh my god, if they start playing Shiny or Super Junior on the radio, like I'm gonna lose my fucking shit. <laughs> they never did. They stopped at Psy. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, that was a really cool time. I'm trying to think of anyone really, like, impacted my musical taste other than my first friend. But, yeah, I mean, I guess Lauren just kind of introduced me to um, K-pop. Well, sort of embarrassing. Oh, my God. Uh, I Another way that I got introduced to music was... Uh, AMVs, which, as you recall, or unless you don't, from the early ages of YouTube... I, I know what those are. I don't know what Anime music videos? That's what that stands for? <laughs> yeah, baby I had girl. no idea. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when people, before there were copyright issues, would play music to different, like, you know, yeah. I'm a movie editor, but I'm really just taking shots from shows and splicing them together. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was... I mean, not to knock... AMVs because one they introduced me to music, yeah. but two, they they legitimately introduced me to anime too. I didn't know about Full Metal. Al- I saw a Full Metal Alchemist AMV before I watched that show, and I was like, "Holy shit, what is <laughs> this show?" That that is sometimes the only way you can watch a fight scene on YouTube is AMVs through the AMVs because yeah. of the copyright issues. I remember trying to look like certain <laughs> fight scenes. And that's the only way. And actually, I would get so annoyed. It's like, I don't want to watch the music video. Yeah. I want to know what's going on. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> what about you? Who was uh, another friend or another influencer in your um, life? My sister and I, Alex, share a lot of mu- similar musical taste, actually. Oh. And I think I influenced her taste in music. And, you know, since, you know, like when we were growing up, you know, she yeah. would like look up to me and like, you know, listen to what I listen to. Right. And then as she kind of grew up and developed her own tastes, you know, like, we've kind of just bounced off of each other, and she'd shared, like, things that she'd listen to, and I'd share the things we'd listen to. Aww. Like, we share a bond over music. Um, there's actually one year, like, where we went to, like, 23, 24 different concerts. Wow. One year. And I would collect t-shirts from every single concert. And those that thing was... I. I had no awareness of money at the end of time, and, you know, I paid $50 per t-shirt or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh my god, is that why you have so many banties? Yeah, because... well, I've since, like, cut down. Like, I But you still have away. some. Yeah, 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 like the ones that look good now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but oh there, I had so much, and some of them weren't even good. Like, I, I continued that ap- even after Alex and I stopped going to concerts together for a while. I went to oh. Kid Rock. Really? It was for free because I don't like Kid Rock as like a like a person or as an artist. <laughs> I just went for free. We were given free tickets. The yeah. concert hall was like empty as fuck. But you know, like that's I was, incredible. Yeah, I was going there, and it was like a picture of his face on a T-shirt. And I bought it. Ew, Francis! I never wore it. I never wore it. Did you just like end up giving it away and not even wearing it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, someone has to support Kid Rock. Okay, come on. They make money on the merch. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, I'd have to say my sister. We actually like also bonded over how we didn't like our other sister's musical taste. <laughs> Donna. Really? Yeah. She was Aww. like really into pop. So at the time, I remember like we didn't we hated on her for for what? Yeah. Please tell me. I need this. like like liking Taylor Swift, like old Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um. She was was it Jewel that had like this is back when Jewel had come out of like her weird 90s country phase and like mm-hmm. starting going at pop like she had just released yeah. like a pop album and we just Donica was really into that yeah she, she had a Britney Spears album a Brit Backstreet Boys and we were just yeah. like Donica gross like 
disgusting. Wow. You would just ostracize you her? monster. You don't yeah. listen to music. You don't listen to real music. Right. <laughs> Love that. I can already envision it. Do you still do that today? A little bit. <laughs> well, Donica isn't the favorite. We we definitely don't, like, go to her for music. Like, we don't bond with her on music because we yeah. don't think she's... Oh, Donica, if you're not listening, you're probably not. But like. She's not. Don't worry about it. Don't even need to put in the disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how would you say that you use music now as opposed to when you were younger? So you said like, oh, you used to be, you know, you were much angrier, so you would listen to music that maybe reflected that inner turmoil. But what about yeah. now? What's your relationship with it? Um, sometimes I use it for... Um, like working and yeah. and um, kind of focusing. So um, a lot of what I'm into now, especially for study music and for work music. Um, did you ever hear hear of Nujibis? Nujib? No. Nujibis. So Nujibis. have you heard of Samurai Champloo? No. It's an anime. <gasps> oh my I'm god! Surprised. You don't know. I mean, I know. Seriously, an anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my but, god. Um, he had like kind of introduced like this kind of mix of um, hip hop and um, jazz. It's kind of like low key. Wow, that's just, like, cool. It's really cool. Um, yeah. And there's this one song on Sam Ray Champloo, um, "Song of Four Seasons." That's really good. Yeah. Um, but he like like started this entire movement in Japan and even just like elsewhere. And today it's called like lo-fi and it's just kind of like chill. Yeah. And I, I think I showed you the playlist cause like we yeah. were talking about study music and it's mostly wordless and it's just kind of like, um, if I had to use like a mood to describe it, like it's just, um, it's almost like just relaxing in your, maybe out on your patio or something and just like watching the day go by. Like Aww. that's how I would describe it. And um, for me, it's just, you know, like, I'm able to concentrate more with that yeah. in my, in, in, on. I, I don't typically listen to that if I'm not working. Like, I'll, I'll probably put it on, um, like, if you were visiting or something. Like, I, I, I like having yeah. that kind of on in, in background. But otherwise, um, I, it's very, it's a very specific taste. Or yeah. very specific use for that, I should say. Yeah. Um, in terms of music that I actively, like, enjoy and listen to, like, I, I will do nostalgia sometimes. I'll go back to some of my old bands, um, to Cinema Club, Vampire Weekend, even though, like, they're still putting out some stuff. Yeah. Um, grunge, if I'm, like, feeling old school. You know, like, and you know this, like, I have this thing where I just, like, putting together playlists. Yeah. And have, um, playlists of songs that are, like, pretty similar. Like, they'll have, like, moods that I like. So, like, I have one that's called California. And... It's only called California because of a, there's a song in there called California. Like, I, yeah. I name my songs, my playlist after songs in the playlist. But it does remind me of California. Like, like if I were to, like, drive, like, have a long drive somewhere, or if I were just um, kind of, like, relaxing but feeling upbeat. Yeah. Like, that's what I would put on. I have another one that's, like, all-female vocalists, but they are, like, kind of in this... Um, upbeat EDM kind of thing and it's it's all about love yeah. yeah it's like it's it's about um falling in love or being in love and Aww. yeah like like I have certain moods that I like like put together and I listen yeah. to and I think that's that's what I really enjoy music for is just like I can kind of pick 
analyze it, pick out the what I really like about it, put them together into like a playlist, and it fits what I'm feeling. Like it just really fits what I'm feeling at the time. And yeah. nowadays it's less about being angry and it's more about being in love or just relaxing or enjoying the day or, you know, this and that. But yeah, yeah. which actually reminds me that. Um, I guess the other person that introduced me to music was also you, hmm. which, um, sort of, and, and I guess the reason why I didn't think of it is because, uh, I mean, the way that you introduce music has greatly changed over time as like technology has advanced. Yeah. And it was, uh, in 2016, which, you know, we've been friends for already a year and a half that you introduced me to your playlist. And the, the reason why that happened was because in December of 2015, I got uh, the a gift card from one of my friends of like a three month trial of Spotify, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, yeah, I'll check out Spotify for three months for free." Yeah. Um, and so then when I got on Spotify, you were like, "Oh yeah, check out," because I would go and hang out, and you had your Bluetooth speaker, and you would play music. I'm like, "Oh, I like this. What's this? What's that?" Oh and yeah, so, I remember, and I'd give you some of the songs. That you yeah, remember. and then I yeah. could follow your playlist, and I have them saved on my phone, and I still listen to those playlists, and yeah. it brings me right back to 2016, Franken, Alana <laughs> hanging out, um, just going on adventures together. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's really fun, and. Um, I will say, like, Spotify's changed the way that I've interacted with music. Because um, sometimes, like, I will be on Discover Weekly or I'll be on, like, some sort of radio. And I I will have, like, found a song that I'm really into. And I it's probably maybe not, not even a genre I would necessarily, like, like. Yeah. But it's just, like, now I've, like, I've, I like it. And I probably never would have listened to this artist. But now I'm really into the I'm really into them. Yeah. Um... Like, one good example is, like, I was listening, and I think it was because Chris was listening to her, but it was a, a song by Lizzo. Um, I forget the, the name of it, but, like, she's not an artist I would typically listen to. Yeah. Um, but I, like, really like it. It's oh. called, like, I'll do my hair up or something like that. And, okay. like, I have an entire playlist, like, dedicated around her and her sound now, and it's like... Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I feel, I feel I'm more open to discovering music now, too. Like, I'm not yeah. just... Um, angry grunge, all yeah, angry stuck grunge. in my own yeah. ways. Like yeah. I'm able to really discover and learn more and figure out what really t- fits my mood now. Right, it yeah. fits who I am as a person, rather. Yeah, exactly. I think I am too. Um, because yeah, I feel like I use music to really. I was very much like a scene emo kid, and so music is like heavily tied to that, and that's just, I don't know, high school is all about labels, and so yeah. I was very dedicated, like, if you found me in my CD player, you bet your sweet butt I'd have, like, Green Day or Blink-22 or Sum 41 or just, like, all of those bands, and you'd never see me with anything else except maybe a Smash Mouth CD, because, hey, girl, <laughs> I still love Smash Mouth, even in those days, um, but, yeah, certain things I yeah. was very dedicated to but now I'm a little bit more open I remember Sum 41 is a band I haven't heard in a long time and I, I'm just kind of thinking remembering this one song I really like from them is like Pieces yeah yeah do you remember it's like um oh shit I tried yeah. to be perfect but it just wasn't worth it yeah um and it's like man and I'm just like thinking about the lyrics like man that spoke to me as a high schooler and it's, yeah like it that was, was the that day was man it. yeah yeah <laughs> Is there an era, or a decade, I should say, um, musically, that you wish you could go back to? I wish, um, 
I could have been back around like the 90s. Like I, yeah. I wish I was old enough to appreciate the concerts and the music scene. I my parents would never have allowed me to go to like a Smashing Pumpkin pop concert. Um, or even Nirvana, which is like one of the other bands I was into back um, when I was discovering music. Um, if Kurt Cobain was still alive, I would love to go to one of their concerts. Yeah. Um, there was a like that was a, that is an era that I would have loved to just like been in to appreciate more. Like I can only appreciate it now from a nostalgic sense after the band is like aged twenty years. Yeah. And they're ba- back on their comeback tours. Um, there's a difference um, between like hearing them in a big concert venue like the Anthem and listening to them in a very small intimate setting like the 930 Club. Yeah. Which for those of you who are not DC, it's these are concert venues in DC. In DC, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I think yeah, like I, I cuz I, I I also appreciate a good concert. Like I I um, yeah. I think my my appreciation of concerts have changed. Like I don't want to be up in the front anymore i'm not going to wait two hours for a band to like come out and just so i can like what touch their sweaty feet like no thanks yeah right I'll, i will be up by the bar drinking and appreciating them from afar right yeah <laughs> i can hear them from here <laughs> it's loud enough thank you yeah exactly um yeah yeah and so like just kind of thinking about like the kind of concerts back at that era it would have been so cool to, to watch some of them yeah yeah how about you um, mine would either be the 90s or the 70s. The 70s. Oh, yeah. I I mean, so even though I went through my whole scene kid emo day, I, I do have a great appreciation for the music that my parents introduced me to because, honestly, it was fucking baller. Like, Queen and fucking, uh, you know, The Doors or Elton John, like, Billy Joel. Holy shit. I got yeah. really into... Uh, that was the other... So I went through a Celine Dion phase, and then immediately after that, I discovered Billy Joel, and holy shit, like... And I love Billy Joel. I own all his albums. Haven't seen him in concert, but I was talking about this with a coworker who is going to see him in concert. Oh He's gosh. atrociously expensive to go and see. Yeah. He's, like, huge. He only plays at huge venues, is, Vegas. Is he, is he, like, Cher, though? Like, where, you know, she, have you heard of, like, Cher's concerts? She'll come yeah. around, maybe, like, dance around for, like, ten minutes and then go back. No, I'm kind of horrified to see him because, uh, I think I saw, like, one internet picture of what he looks like now, and it's, like, scary. So, I mean, because I know him from his album covers, and he just looks like a very different man. I mean, he was a way younger man back then. Yeah. Now he's, like, pretty scary looking. Um, but yeah, I would love, I would have loved to be, like, a teenager at the height of music because I feel like the 70s was like a wild crazy time I would I would definitely skip the drugs but I would not skip out on the music it seemed like a really cool kind of like turn of the century time too and how people appreciate music and saw music and like everything oh my god you don't feel like the drugs would have helped you understand the music because I don't think so I understand (laughs) it now and I'm not on drugs that's true that's true I do think about it sometimes because like a lot of those bands were influenced by drug use. Yes. Yeah, and so they they came from that sort of place. Like, would you have a different appreciation if it if you were kind of joining them on that? Maybe, drug journey? but I'd have to try drugs and listen to them then. Maybe it would have made more sense. But it made sense to me now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure uh, various bands that I was into were like heavily drug. I mean, Green Day for sure, yeah. <laughs> and Blinkway too. So that's why I'm like, I think I'd be able to appreciate them because I appreciated them now. But yeah, 70s seemed like a happening time for music. So, would have been cool. Yeah. So when it came to your wedding, how 
how did you guys choose your music? Was it heavily influenced by your own musical taste? Was it more of a, an energy that you wanted to, you know, bring into the room? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the latter. We wanted, um, we didn't necessarily have, like, songs that we wanted to play. You know, like how some people, when they go talk with their DJ, like, this is a must-play, this is also a must-play. Yeah. We knew, like, the vibe. And since a lot of the people that were going to be there were going to be sort of a little bit of the older generation, so, like, mid-30s, being the older, like, our our friend group was, like, around that age. You mean we, our age? <laughs> <laughs> our well, friend group even, was that age? not even 30 I yet. love that. Our friend group was that age, so we wanted to tailor to them, <laughs> those old people. <laughs> but, yeah, like, we didn't necessarily want to play a whole lot of, like, top 50s, you know, like... Oh, yeah. We wanted some, like, throwbacks in the 90s, and we wanted to just have, like, um, songs that everybody would get to appreciate and dance to. Yeah. And I think, like, our DJ did a really good job. I think so, The entire night, everybody was dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what we wanted. And and for our first dance, um, we wanted to do Can't Help Falling In Love With You, because that's the first dance we've ever, like, actually literally danced to. Like, that's what we danced to. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you? What was your your uh influence for your music for the wedding oh man well you know this i think we've even referenced this on the radio show that um you know i wanted to play weird anime music (laughs) granted that wasn't the whole playlist and you can attest to this it was maybe like a song or two exactly that the entire dance floor cleared out yeah except for sarah Uh, my girl (laughs) i know love you sarah thank you you're dark you're a doll love that um, yeah, so my musical choices were very much dedicated to, these are the songs that I want to hear at my wedding. Like, when people talk about, oh, I've been planning my wedding, like, this is how I always wanted to look, or this is where, how I always wanted to be, I knew, like, I didn't plan my wedding at all until I was engaged, but I was planning the fucking playlist my whole <laughs> life, like, so ready. Um, because, yeah, I wanted to have a wedding so I could be Club Alana. But I was some something that I was very dedicated to was also that I didn't want to just play like the top fifty songs. I really wanted to play songs that would speak to everyone. So I did play a lot of classics. I remember um, after our first dance, which was the "Eye to Eye" by Tevin Campbell, otherwise known as the main Goofy movie song. You know it if you've seen it. It's the big dance number, like the whole. At the very end. It's like the climax of the movie. Yeah. Um, the whole reason why they wanted that goddamn adventure. Exactly. And literally, that was me and Harley's first dance. And it is not conventional to this day. I don't know if there's anyone else in the world that's ever danced as a first dance. Only time I've ever seen Harley dance. Yeah, and probably will remain to be the only time he's ever danced. And I remember our DJ asking us, are you sure you want this to be your song? Are you positive? Because I can stop this whole thing. And I'm like, we're sure, honey. Play that shit when it's our first dance. Like, he asked us multiple times. It was very funny. Um, but we loved it, and it was really fun. And the very first song that played right after our first song was Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, September, and everyone just got on the dance floor. Like, yeah. we played music from all different eras, and I, I really wanted that, because one, I, I like music from various eras, and then two, I wanted everyone to be included. Yeah, and you had, a, like, a much varying range than I did. I did. I had actual old people at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> like, people who were in their 50s and 60s yeah. who wouldn't have known jack shit about, <laughs> like, the music we listen to or know and love. Um, but yeah, so I just, like, wanted to tailor to that, and um, it was really fun, and I just played... 
I will say I played some weird shit though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's close on this. What was your grand entrance? Um, so the song that I walked into our first like entrance as husband and wife was a song from Undertale, the video game. <laughs> and uh, honestly, that fucking was, video game has it, a really good it, soundtrack. It, it actually, like the song itself is like popping. Yeah, I don't think anybody knew how to react when it came out. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, "What is this? Like, we clap? Like, what is this?" And um, because yeah. it, it's very like it's. I wouldn't say, like, medieval, but, like, it just has yeah. a different feel. By the way, it was Asgore from the Undertale soundtrack. <laughs> Look it the fuck up. <laughs> Asgore, that's A-S-G-O-R-E. That's it for our show, folks. I'm Francis. And I'm Alana. And you can find us on Instagram at hqaf.productions. We post every other week. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And until next time, the The best best ship to sail on is friendship. friendship.